I'm ready to slide, feeling like Doughboy when it's butter. Boys in the hood, you know how I step, you know how I rep, you know about baby, you know about baby. You know how I'm coming back for that cross if you ever play me, nigga. You know how I got it about the mud and turned to the gravy, nigga. It hit the rap game like crack cocaine in the 80s, nigga. What's up, guys? Welcome to a new episode of Read a MF Book. Read a MF Book podcast. I'm your host Tatiana. Here with my uh, guest Jeremy, aka Jeremy. AKA, that's funny. <laughs> so we are gonna jump right into it, y'all, with game night. And we're starting off with Never Have Ever. And we have a beverage that shall not be named because no one's an official sponsor of this show. And I'm just saying, you know, alcoholic beverages out there, if you're looking for a podcast, you know, we're open to sponsors. Okay, go ahead, Jeremy. Until then, we'll just call this turn up juice. Yes, exactly. We got some turn up juice that we're gonna sip as we you know. Okay. So, let's see. In the spirit of turn up juice, never have I ever been kicked out of a bar. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> I've never, no. That's just, no. Not even a little bit? No, never. <sighs> I've never, like, gotten into a fight in the club, nothing like that. Wait, so you have done this? You have been kicked out of a bar? I ain't drank yet. Okay. <laughs> so, notice, I ain't. I ain't got kicked out of no bars. Uh, was it a club or something? No similar? clubs or nothing like that. Okay. Uh, there was one time where I got close, but nah, no kickouts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your turn. All right. Um, never have I ever said I love you just to get laid. Mm-hmm. I have to think. I'm sorry for the... Uh, Very long silence. Yeah. Nah. I don't think I have. Nope. Okay. Never well, I'll have. take that as a maybe. Nah. <laughs> I'm going to go with nah. Okay. Nah. I don't, I don't think I was that dirty. Like... Oh, look at that. Yeah. I have my, <laughs> uh, I have my trash uh, thoughts, but I've never uh-huh. really acted on my trash-ass thoughts. That's great. I think we all have trash thoughts. <laughs> We're lying if we say we don't. Never have I ever experimented with my sexual orientation. <sighs> Explain experiment. <laughs> if you got a test to see what it is, that's an experiment. I mean, I don't. That's a weird question. It is. Because technically your sexual orientation, get all, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, philosophical on you, is um, kind of innate, right? Mm -hmm. So are you experimenting with it or are you just exercising your innate sexual orientation? Boom. So. Okay, young Socrates. (laughs) I'll see you. But in that, I'm going to go ahead and drink. Fuck. (laughs) 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 Now it's my time to say, explain. Uh, no, I never experimented because like I just explained, your sexual orientation is innate. Okay. And there you have it. Boom. I feel like that's a a whole technicality that you're dealing (laughs) with without, you know, actually divulging information. Yeah. My sexual orientation is innate, so it is not something that needs to be um, experimented with. Gotcha. I don't believe in coming out the closet, you know, because I believe that. And I believe in living out loud. You know what I mean? Living out loud, huh? Yeah. Gotcha. Understood. Boom. Okay. Never have I ever really liked the Justin Bieber song.
<laughs> Jeremy's drinking. So am I. I am a believer. Uh, my favorite album of his is going to have to be Purpose. What's the <sighs> song you really like? It's the song with Chance, and I only like it because of him. Oh. Um, but my what song. is the name? Uh, I'm the one. Eh, eh. No, what? Not that one. What? Uh, oh, I know what song you're talking about. It's on. It's uh Justin's actual song. Yeah. Okay, not DJ Khaled's song. Conceited? No. Mm. Something with a C. You sure? Know. I think it is conceited. Is it conceited? Yeah. Shit. Or is it confident. She's confident. Confident. Yep. Yeah, confident. Yeah, That's yeah. that shit. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Your turn. Uh, my last one. Yes. Mm. Hoo-wee. This one's going to be good. Uh, never have I ever stalked my exes on social media. Define stalking. <laughs> if you got to say define stalking, then you did that shit. <laughs> Ain't no defining it. If it, if it mean, felt like you were stalking, you were stalking. I mean, let's not be harsh with our words. I mean... I have never stalked an ex. As an ex stalker. (laughs) (laughs) I have never stalked an ex on social media, Mm -hmm. okay? First of all, I am the queen of blocking. Oh, okay. okay. You block them, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then if I go back and glance on their page. Yeah, just glance. Here and there. Is that stalking? Here and there. Um, If there's a here and a there, yes. No. (laughs) I disagree. I disagree. Stalking, to me, like would have to be extreme. Like, you know, you go to the lengths of, like, making a fake page or, like, you have a friend go on there and say, mm-hmm. hey, girl, tell me what he up to or what she up to, blah, blah, blah. So you mean to tell me you ain't never got really, really curious and it's just like, you know, I did block him, but let me spend a good two to three hours looking at this page. Hell, no. Nah. Now that, no. Now, five, ten whole, minutes, yes. Whole time, no. Five, ten minutes, yes. You say five, not, ten minutes. Not two, three hours. But was you watching the clock, though? No. Just because you was, you know, it was five, ten minutes no. in your eyes, you probably. But guess didn't. what? For me, I feel like that's how you get your feelings hurt. Because really? for me, a breakup, first of all, I think for anybody, a breakup is not a fun time in your life, mm-hmm. right? You know, you're probably heartbroken gotcha. in some sense. Probably. And so <laughs> when you go on that page, you're more than likely about to get your feelings hurt because I just feel like for guys, y'all just be like moving on immediately. Y'all living y'all best fucking life. Really? And I'm over here, you Hurting know, shit. exactly, trying I to get my you. shit together. So, no, I'm not going to. Too well, much. first so for me, and that's foremost, why I'm the queen of blocking and. Just moving on with my life. I'm going to go ahead and take this drink. There you go, Jeremy. Now tell your story. Two, three hours on the exit page. Um, No, not two, three hours. It was actually Mm. like more Mm -hmm. five, ten minutes. Right. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a busy man. I got got shit to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Wise man once told me that I'm an adult and I got shit to do. This is my best friend's husband, y'all. So I'm going to hit his story. I I honestly do have shit to do. Uh So what had happened? So what had happened was, is, um, of course, you know, moved on with my life, married man. Mm. And curious, see what you know, folks is doing and shit. Mm. And on contrary to your belief, mm. you know what I'm saying? Uh I kind of went on this page just to, you know, clarify that I'm the shit and like oh, really so I moved on. the fuck on. <laughs> so you went on wait. You said his page. I said her page. No, you said his, but well, go ahead. 
her page <laughs> to clarify like, that I moved to Did you go on the ex's boyfriend's page? Oh, shit, hell yeah. Uh, you always got to check, you know. very true, very true. You got to check the, the competitions page, too, you know what that's I'm saying? That's true, but they're no longer competition. Pat yourself on the back and shit every right. once in a while. So even if it is, you know, the significant, uh, the ex-significant other, uh, ex-significant other's significant Current, other. right. You know what I'm saying? You got to, you know, check it, check and make sure, you know, you ain't doing better than me. Or, you know, you, you downgraded. You never upgraded from me. Mm. And then we go to the whole conversation about downgrades and upgrades. Because I don't believe in downgrades and upgrades. Shit, I do. <laughs> well, I mean. We definitely ain't going to sugarcoat about, that shit. No, I mean, if you're talking about like in a physicality sense, I guess you could say that. Not even in a physicality sense, but more in a sense that like. Man, the the shit that you went through with me, or the shit that you didn't tolerate with me, you're yeah. tolerating with this person. Okay, that's a downgrade. I like, agree with that for sure, for sure. Because first of all, let me just say this: I feel like I'm the shit. Okay, and my spirit and who I am as a person is unmatched. So you can go get a fucking supermodel. You can go get the richest bitch on the planet, and they won't I compare to me. Got you. Okay, now. <laughs> But in the sense of, yeah, I agree with that in the sense of like, first of all, I would have never treated you that way. I would have never blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Your life was better with me. Boom. Period. Okay. But let's see. Okay. Last one. Last one from me. Um, never have I ever <laughs> entered into Facebook while drunk. Let me make it sound like Facebook is a club. Have you ever gone on Facebook while drunk? No, not really. Really? Then again, I don't fuck with Facebook, so. What social media do you? Instagram. You're never really Snapchat. on there. I feel like you'd be like Yo, a, ghost, a ghost I'm follower. Definitely like a ghost follower. I don't post much shit because my life is not for, you know, uh, consumption. But uh, I definitely do go on there and look at other people's shit. Okay. Which is kind of funny because, you know, you do get those people to be like, you don't post shit. I ain't never seen a picture of you. I forgot you were even a follower. Yeah. Yeah. Same. You like my post and I'm like, oh, I forgot Jeremy had an Instagram. Anywho. Okay. That's that. That was fun. Moving on to our book of the week. Jerome, Take the Reins. Who? One of my favorite books. Didn't even know this was going to be a, uh, that good of a book. Uh, the Great Divorce. It's a dope book about uh, the divorce of the concept of heaven and hell being tied to one another. Mm. Uh, it was a response to, I can't remember who wrote the poem, but someone wrote a poem saying, you know, that basically the concept of heaven and hell being married with each other and it being, you know, sort of the, the same coin, but two different sides. Well, C.S. Lewis decided, screw that. We're not going to, you know, tie these two together because they're nothing alike. And the book basically goes into uh, a person who wakes up in hell and there's this bus that's taking this long drive to heaven and the people that are in hell are, you know, like not tangible. They're not real. Um, the people that choose to stay in hell can get whatever they want. All they have to do is simply think it up. But if you think about it, if you're thinking up whatever you want, is it really real? You had you didn't have to work for it, and it's not tangible. Mm. So a lot of people choose to stay in hell. But uh, this bus ride, there's about a long line of people that choose to go to heaven and want to stay in heaven, all for excuse me for different reasons. And um, 
One guy gets on there. He wants to go to heaven and, you know, go grab something from heaven and bring it back to hell to sell. Another person wants to go to heaven uh, to uh, basically see how it is and bring back stories to to hell to tell people, you know, to get shit from them and all that. Uh, another person just wants to go to heaven. Another person goes to heaven, you know, just to see how the bus ride is, you know, just to pass time on. Like, everybody has a different reason for it. Mm. And when they get to heaven, they start to find out, surely, that all their reasoning for going won't work for heaven. You know, because, hell, what are you going to... You can't take something from heaven and, you know, take it to hell and sell it because it's too real. Mm. So this guy tries to, like, pick up an apple. Shit does not work. Everybody wants to, you know, walk, but, you know, the grass is so real that it's more real than the people getting off the bus, so they can't walk. You know, people try to meet up with uh, family members that don't work because, you know, they're in heaven, obviously, and you're in hell. Well, coming from hell, so they have to go through this whole transition just to become real and all that. It's great. Mm, It sounds like a dope book. It makes me think about um, the seven people you meet in heaven type style. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this also brings me to a thought that I've been pondering over lately in my religious path, mm-hmm. or what am I calling it, spiritual journey. Well. <laughs> Do you think having a hell is real? Definitely. Why? Because it is a, huh, it's like a concept. A concept? Um, or are they actual places? It's. I think it's more of a concept mm. in the sense that there's no telling what hell is actually okay. you know it's a it's something you're going to have to go through if you are a shitty person pretty much mm. and heaven is pretty much where you're going to go now a lot of different books say you know hey you're going to go to heaven if you do these things like there's a set path yeah but from my personal experience with religion, mm-hmm. I've always heard that hell is pa- uh, is paved with the uh, good intentions. So, though you may have good intentions or may try to do the right thing, you will eventually end up on the path to hell if you do the right if you're doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. So, mm, it's one of those things I kind of ponder and toss up in the air too. Yeah, for me, it's like I would love. You know, I think it would be awesome, you know, if all of like the rapists and killers and pedophiles and sex traffickers, et cetera, all went directly to hell, you know, Hitler, et cetera. Right. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's just like, is that realistic? Like hell is overflowing at this point, if that's the case. And then it's also like when you think about people who are like rapists, serial killers, let's say um, women beaters, whatever, uh, Ask anybody who knows them. Not anybody, but you're probably going to find at least one person who will say, "Uh, yeah, but he was still a good person. Yeah, but she was still a good person. You know what I mean? And so it's like, who we know that only God decides that or whatever, what happens with us in the afterlife, the creator, right? Mm -hmm. But like, who gets to decide that, you know, whatever. Let's say this person. That you're going to hell for sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like, how do we really get to determine that for example there's this meme that's like you know y'all know these niggas been shooting killing selling drugs beating on women etc all their life when they die y'all talking about see you in heaven like he going directly to hell so you know it's just like who gets to decide that and is there really 
a heaven, you know, what really happens in the afterlife? Those are the type of questions that I think about. Like, I would love to think like, I'm weird. Like I think about like reincarnation. Like I mm-hmm. feel like I would love to come back as a cat or like, you know, a bird or something like that, right? <laughs> I wouldn't like to come back as no animal. I ain't yeah. gonna say that, but like, yeah, the thought of reincarnation would be dope. Like yeah. to be like, ah oh, shit, I get another chance at this uh mm-hmm. whole life thing. Fucked it up the first time. <laughs> Let's try things different. But to be like, uh, who get on the subject of who gets to decide and everything, mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of uh, bogus for people to just be like, oh, you know, that person was a horrible person. They did this, that, and the third in their life, and they should go straight to hell only because it's like, well, in the Bible, it does talk about a lot of, you know, if you fail to forgive that's the same judgment that will be casting on you at your time of judgment right so it's like you know and it's like a lot of it's hard to a lot of stuff is like it doesn't the bible say something about basically like thinking about something it's just as worse as doing it so it's like shit you might as well just do it that's the case (laughs) bro I might as well kill a couple motherfuckers right mm-hmm. now, you know what I'm saying? Go that, rob a bank. Uh, that also makes me think about the idea of predestination. You know, there mm-hmm. is this belief, and I forget which tradition or whatever typically believes it, but this belief that there are, you know, when God first started the earth or whatever, there was a certain amount of people that he chose that are going to heaven or that, you know, before you even born, it was determined whether you was going to go to heaven or hell, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, does it even matter what you do while you're on this earth? If it's already predestined that you're going to go to one or the other? I'm pretty sure God not out here like, yo, I know he was a scumbag all his life, but you know, I said he was going to heaven in the beginning and God damn it, he's coming. My thing is, we don't know. Yeah, we don't we don't truly don't. know. But that's a conversation we're mulling up or whatever. Anywho, that was cool. Okay. So y'all check out uh The Great Divorce by C. S. Lewis. Moving on to Miss One Two Step, uh, Miss Matrix dancing. She can do a back being like no other. The original vibranium knees. Talking about vibranium <laughs> knees. Like that we have attributed to Megan E. Stallion, my girl. But our girl Sierra was hitting it first. So none other than Miss Sierra. So I decided to bring her up because it was recently announced that she is going to be the host of the 2019 American Music Awards. Yeah. And I just wanted to give her her props for that. And also just acknowledge Sierra's contribution to music and dance and all of that. Mm-hmm. I know when I was in high school, Sierra was that chick. You know what I mean? My hair was styled like her. I was trying to dance like her. All of that. That Goodies album, classic. What you laughing trying to dance like Sierra. First of all, I'm a great dancer. <laughs> <laughs> you better check the tapes, okay? Check the tapes. There's recordings. I have receipts, okay? Oh, uh, I need all of these receipts. Blackmail. Yes, yes, I have receipts. But, um, yeah, Sierra's that girl. And I feel like she's been falling off in recent years. I don't know who is, like, managing her. She's falling off. Yeah. First and foremost, let's look at her, her biology. How old is she? I don't know. Like, like 33. No, I think she's damn near 40. She's not damn near 40. She's damn near 40. She is not. She is damn near she 40. She is not. First of all, she's not. First and foremost. Like, check that shit for yeah. real. Yeah. What about it? What about it? What about like, the age? What about it? She's old. She's getting to the point where she's going to be considered older. 34. Boom. Like I 34. said. Yes. She's getting to that middle age bracket. Mm-hmm. And she still looks like she got damn 19. She does. She looks amazing. The girl is beautiful. She is. I'm talking about her music, though. Oh, uh, 
<laughs> you talk about her music. Her music. I'm specifically talking about her music. She looks amazing. Fashion is amazing. She's married to a fucking, what is he, a billionaire? Millionaire? I don't know. But um, <clears throat> that music, I don't know who's like managing her music career, but I'm disappointed uh. as a fan, you know? Um, I ain't really liked nothing since like Love and Sex and Magic. No, let me take that back. I liked I Bet. I mean, she did come out with that, uh, what's the, the latest song that like everybody loves? What? She got a whole video. Don't do her shit. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> But that I, I didn't really love that either, honestly. That was just like it was something. Really? It was something to dance to, you know. It was like a little dance jingle, but it wasn't like where's the, where's the album? Level up is the shit. There I'm gonna go, go ahead and say it. No, fuck no. Okay, so like for me, I love songs like I Bet. Okay. Level up could be like a little star on there, but a little star. But like as an album, I would love a whole album full of songs like similar to I Bet, just like back on her feelings. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of her music is like a lot of like dance and stuff now. You know. But she living life now. Like she didn't got to the point where you know she done with Future and his bullshit at times. Another story, <laughs> but. You know, she at the point where like she's living, like she good. She don't, she's not in her feelings. So but why not, would you make music in your feelings I if you're not you, in it? I need you to get back in your feelings, sis. So tell me some. I need you to be depressed to make good music. Damn no, it. it's it's true. I'm sorry. Like um, when people are talking about Adele because she's getting a divorce or whatever. Like this is about to be the most fire album. Uh, I hope Monica gets back into her feelings because her last album was subpar. Cold Red, hated it. Uh, Sorry, I did, but I'm a huge fan, and I want her to get back into her feelings, okay? It's just the truth. That's how. That's the type of music I like to hear. Nobody want to hear about you being happy and dancing all around and shit. I don't want to hear that. It's the same thing like Keisha Cole. Your best music is when you're heartbroken. I'm sorry. You picked all of the <laughs> most like saddest artists and it's just like, yo. Well, this is the music that people love. I wouldn't say people. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet. Another word for word. I feel like a lot of the music you listen to dictates your your feelings and how you go through life. What? Yeah. If you surround yourself with sad music, you're going to be a naturally sad person. Okay, but why are you even talking about that? Because like who wants to be who wants to listen to sad music all the time or hear that that one dynamic of an artist where Mm. you're just sad all the time? I get it, I get it. Beyonce can't always slay. For sure. She wait, has wait, to have wait, moments. What? She can't. No, mm-mm, I don't. She has to have moments. She has back. to have moments where she's allowed to be a human. Absolutely. And be like, oh, okay, I'm sad. Yeah. Or oh, okay, well, hell, I was what? struggling. Yeah. Or hell, I was doing this. Like yeah. she can't be that. I'm fierce all the damn time. No, I agree. It. I agree. It's gonna get old. Real I agree. Quick. So let me let me um correct that. What I'm not saying is that I want to hear an entire album of sad songs. That's not what I'm saying. That's all what those, it sounded like. All those, those you are, said Adele, that was it. All, all <laughs> Sad those, songs all the damn time. I love time. songs on there too. All of those are fire. What I am saying is that I want to hear an album that has like a balance of like songs where you're happy in love mm-hmm. and then songs where you are, you know, going through the natural ups and downs of life because that's just reality, you know? Mm-hmm. Nobody is super fucking happy all the time and nobody is super sad all the time. I hope not, you know? So just a nice balance, whatever. But anywho, I brought Sierra up. Still cannot get over this. Basically, do you know that there are people out there who feel like Sierra is being spiteful or whatever still towards Future? And I'm like, to me, she's just living her fucking life. Like, 
why can't she be married and happy and post pictures like that? Like, should she be hiding her husband and her children and all of that? No, nah, but it's definitely points where you know where she was doing stuff with Future that she's now doing with him. Like with what? Russell. Like what? And she'll take a picture that she'll be like, yep, showing you just to show you he's better. Fuck is you saying? Oh, my Come God. Come on now. No. You don't Come think she now. does that? Hell I feel no. like she probably does. Hell I'm no. definitely feeling like there's moments where she like, yo, fuck Future. Look at this shit. This is Future. Goddamn it. <laughs> Present and future. Fuck is you talking about? Well, I know but, people had a big issue, and I want to know what your opinion is, Jeremy, now that you are a father. <sighs> um, when, okay, we all know Sierra and Future had a baby together. They were engaged. Mm-hmm. Very shortly thereafter, I'm going to say maybe a month or two after her baby was born. I give it six months. You know, that relationship had dissolved. And I think this was before baby Future had even turned one, probably. She was dating Russell. And then there was in particular this time where she brought um, Baby Future to like a workout of his. And then there were there were photographers there. Mm-hmm. People was all like going crazy. She bogish, like how she going to have her baby around him, blah, blah, blah. And what is your opinion on that, Jeremy? I feel like it's definitely a timeline that you have to follow. And what is it, that timeline? Like. That has to be agreed upon you and your... Agreed upon? Yes! You can't just go around taking... I get it. It's your child, too. But you can't just go around taking somebody else's child around your new significant and being like, hey, yo, we gonna hang out with this person and it's not agreed upon. Because if it was vice versa, you wouldn't agree with that shit. Now, would you? Well, here's my thing. For me, it's like it was a public place. And I, so I used to think maybe like when I have kids in the future, mm-hmm. let's say me and my current partner break up, whatever, and I get a new person, I might want to wait a while to bring them around my kids. But now I'm under the understanding or whatever. For me, I think it would be better to bring them around sooner than later, just because I want to know, do they get along? You know, how do they interact yeah. in the sense of, because you don't want to be like fucking head over heels in love with this person. And then you bring them around and then they, then your kid don't get along, but you can't see it because you got on rose colored glasses. Well, coming from personal experience and all that shit. Yeah. Um, kids will do what they what the hell they want to, even if they do like you. Just because, you know, they ride with their damn parents. They don't, they don't do what they want to. And shit. I think the issue was more uh, so that there was cameras there. The subject of it being public or public and all that shit. And also, if you are the primary parent, you know, and you don't have care, whatever, we ain't gonna say that for Sierra because she she definitely has care. She has money. She can have a nanny, whatever. Okay. But then let's say you're a regular Schmegler Joe Mm -hmm. and you are the parent who has your child 75% of the time. Should you just be secluded to the house all the damn time? Didn't say anything about being secluded. And what if what if that other partner never agrees for you to bring your baby around? At what point do you say, all right, fuck what you're talking about. I'm taking my baby. I mean, that's when you come, you be the adult in the situation. And because that's mad childish to be like, yo, you can never bring our child when she, around. When your she new five. Person. You know what I'm saying? Ten years from now, she can come around. No, right. that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. But that's when you got to step up and be the adult and be like, hey, yo. I'm taking, you know, little Sally around Michael in five months, whether you like it or not. 
I'm going to give you time to get comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not comfortable with it by that time, hey, yo, kick rocks. And what if that parent, which, you know, based off the lawsuits and stuff that I've seen, is vastly absent? Do you feel like they should still have an equal say-so in when you bring your child around new partners? I mean, if they ain't contributing, you can't contribute to the uh, the issue if you're not contributing to the solution. And, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not in that situation, but I feel like from that looking from the outside in, that Future is on tour, he's doing music, etc. And maybe he feel like if he just contributes financially, he's doing his part, but ain't really spending much quality time with his kids well future bought a little homie a a rolex so he's contributing that's financially but do your child know you that was his birthday that's not financial there's feelings tied to that rolex okay i will give granted he was too damn young for a fucking rolex in the first place right but he tried in his own kind of screwed up way that's neat here nor there okay so moving on also with sierra i had thought about for you guys who don't know, Jeremy wasn't aware. Back in the day, I'm going to say it was like, oh, nah. Oh, nah, I feel like it was the year a lot of shit popped off. <laughs> but um, Twitter was fairly new. And Sierra and Rihanna got into a beef. Now, this is what happened. Uh, Rihanna, no, Sierra was on this, like, uh, what is it called? Like, like a fashion show where they, like, judge outfits. Mm-hmm. So they saw Rihanna on the red carpet. They asked about the outfit or whatever. Asked what they thought about it. And when they got to Sierra, Sierra said something like, um, well, I don't know. I met her recently or something like that. And she wasn't very nice to me. Something like that. And the other host on the show was kind of like, oh, you know, kind of made it more. Trying to hype it up. Exactly. And so then Riri, I got on Twitter and she was like, oh, I'm sorry, Sierra. Did I not tip you? <laughs> no. Yeah. Then I tip you when That's I saw great. you. So that led to a, awesome. a war of words on Twitter, and um, they were going back and forth. And Sierra was like, "Trust me, Re. You don't want to see me on a stage or something." Blah blah blah. And Rihanna was like, "Well, good luck booking that stage you speak of." Thomas so catch me in these streets, right? But yeah, that was a weird and awkward time. So was Rihanna like fairly? Because I forget when did Rihanna like really, really get big. I'm gonna say shit. Was it around that time? Oh um, seven, shit. So it was probably like two years when she started getting big headed and everything. Like yeah, this one Riri was a savage on Twitter. Basically, I think she got into it with like Tiana Taylor that year. All kind of stuff. Didn't she get into it with like Beyonce soon after? No. Or was that before? Never happened. Talk about never happened. It happened. <laughs> never happened. Wasn't there a whole song posted? I mean, made by uh, fucking Beyonce? No. I don't think... Ring we... the alarm? Oh, get the fuck out of here. No, 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 no. You gonna tell me they ain't had shit to do with Riri? Hell no. I don't think that Jay-Z would still be representing Beyonce. I mean, Rihanna. If she had been... No, I just... No. First of all, as Beyonce is his wife, if there was some kind of like illicit relationship going on. I wouldn't say there was an illicit relationship. I would definitely say that there was some like flirtations going on, if possible. No. But even if it was or was not, I'm not saying there is. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me that Jay ain't a businessman and he would have kept that shit going financially for you. Because you ain't finna just drop no Rihanna knowing that she's going to blow the way she's going to blow. Yeah. 
And that is true. I think that's like a narrative that people want to be true, but I don't think it's true. Eh, neither here nor there. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Black Boy Joy, Jerome. Ah. The baby, aka baby Jesus. AKA that ain't what what is it? How's it go? Okay. That ain't the baby, that's my baby. Oh, yes. okay. <laughs> Man. You Prettiest cannot... chocolate nigga alive. Yes, Charlotte. Charlotte, man. That's that guy. <laughs> but you can't tell me that the baby ain't popping right now. Yeah. Flat out. And I saw this tweet that I wholeheartedly agree with the other day. And it basically said, um, what did it say? Uh, the baby, did you see the video? I think it was like today or something. You probably ain't on these internets like I am. But um, it was like today in the shade room or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was at Burger King. <laughs> and the caption said, like, I wish a nigga would put mayo on my sandwich. And he was like, <laughs> bend it down. Like, I'm going to have to show you. But um, And then somebody had commented, like, he does such a great job of being, like, threatening and charming at the same time. <laughs> but also, you got to give him his respect. My mans went up to, like, a Boy Scouts selling cookies or a team selling some shit. I don't know what organization it was. They were selling some shit. Mm-hmm. And he literally he bought, bought the all. whole yeah. box yes. and then turned around, counted everything, counted out the money, gave it to him, and it was like, all right, take your stuff back. Yeah. Like, that's the dopest thing for me ever because you don't find many people out here trying to help support people doing something or working towards something yeah. and then turn around and be like, hey, yo, now that I just donated to you, go back to your hustle. Yeah. I love that he don't, like, take himself too seriously as well. At all. He's such like... a jokester. Um, he's got fire lyrics, um, bars for days. I love intro. To me, that's, like, his most personal record so far. Um, and then, what else was I going to say? I forget. But, yeah. Uh, one thing that's a little controversial about him, I don't know if you've seen, that basically his bodyguards don't mind smacking bitches up. <laughs> so the bodyguard said he didn't know that that was a female. In his eyes, when he responded, it was on site, yeah. first and foremost. Yeah. Secondly, he was just like, hey, I saw somebody touching my artist. Yeah. I responded. Yeah. I didn't know if it was girl or not. Mm-hmm. I just knocked the motherfucker out. Yeah. That's admirable. I'll give him that for his job. But if you out here just, you know, swinging, I'm going to need you to look, my guy. Yeah. Especially with how big he is. He definitely probably killed them. He's he's huge. And I think, but from what I've been seeing in comments, is that he's the the bodyguard is just overly aggressive, like in general, men, women, like. And so people are like, well, the baby just needs to stop jumping in crowds, you know, if his bodyguard will be knocking people out left or right. That's definitely (laughs) true. If you ain't got the bodyguard to be in the crowd and doing shit. And not, you know, because if he's jumping in the crowd, obviously he knows people are going to be like touching at him, grabbing at him. Like, the baby can't be out here, uh, for those that don't know, like, we we went to a uh, to a Tory Lanez concert, and yes. this motherfucker is <laughs> the motherfucking man. He crowd walked, my man's He was, like, cl- swinging from... Climbed up the bar and yeah. shit, swinging off the balcony and yeah. shit, he came back down, still performing they, the same song. Didn't have one bodyguard with him, did he? Not at all. But yeah. see, my thing is, you know he had bodyguards there. Right. But they knew damn well that Tory was going to do all this shit. Yeah. Now, imagine Tory with babies fucking, uh, the babies fucking, uh, Yeah, bodyguard. I just feel like if you, um, are doing all of that, take off your jewelry. 
you know, you know, it's going to be some shyster in the crowd who might try to grab your chain or something like that. So, like, if you're doing it because you want to have fun and interact with your uh, fans, then, like, take off your jewelry and stuff and tell your bodyguards to back back. It ain't that deep. And also, just know who your crowd is. Yeah. Because, hell, I just went to a Jadena concert. And, hell, yeah. Jadena was like, hey, yo, y'all my tribe. So, uh, a chief don't separate himself from the tribe. Jump dead in that motherfucker. Yes. His bodyguard was right behind him. Yeah. And shit. In case they was just there off. the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Chilling. And it wasn't no, oh, shit, you got too close to my artist. But, again, know your crowd. Yeah. Because wasn't nobody finna try no dumb shit at no Jadena concert. Like, mm-hmm. come on now. That shit would have went all the way back to Africa and came back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, Lord. yo, they out here wilding. Yes, yes. So the baby is basically that nigga. So if y'all ain't heard Kirk, if y'all ain't heard blank, blank, baby on baby, check him out. Vibes is my shit. <laughs> so moving on, guys. Uh, honorable mention. Jeremy wanted to talk about the MAGA challenge. I had not heard about it. But Jeremy knows all about it. Oh, um, I don't know all about it, but okay. definitely seen some shit. Uh, just how did you hear about this? So I'm watching Desus and Mero they, on Showtime. They have a podcast or something, right? Yeah, they, they now on TV. The, the Bodega Boys on you know podcast, but you know they on TV. They went from uh went from uh, what's it, Viceland. They had their show, and then you know Showtime bought them out. Okay. And then now they're doing a show on Showtime. Okay. And one of the segments was <laughs> the MAGA challenge. And dead ass. For starters, it was, you know, originated by a black man. For MAGA, those of you guys who don't know. Unfortunately. Make America great again. And then from there, it just blew out of proportion. It's a literal rap challenge for Trump supporters. A rap challenge? Yes, it is a rap challenge for Trump supporters. (laughs) And when I tell you these raps are the corniest, like, shitty, like, raps ever with just someone trying to make shit make sense and the MAGA hat, you know... Everywhere in the background, somebody's in the background waving a flag. Like, it's the dumbest shit ever. <laughs> I feel like black people who support Trump, like, do you not love yourself? <laughs> do you not love yourself? <laughs> Are you okay? Like, is everything okay at home? Um, because... Blink twice if you're in trouble. <laughs> right. I just feel like that... People who are doing this, black people in particular, people of color in particular, when this man has so clearly shown that he is not for us and has advocated for violence against us and all other types of things, like, to me, I guess, you know, y'all doing it for clout. Y'all know that a black person saying make America great again or you, you know, contributing to this challenge or whatever is going to get you likes. You might go viral, possibly, because people are just like, look at this stupid shit. What you think? Uh, I can't agree with people that agree with Trump right now. Yeah. Like, I was a huge Kanye West fan, but Ye is definitely fall fell the fuck off all the way for me. Yeah. And I liked his little service he did with the inmates the other day, and that was cool and all. But I'm still like, bro, you support Trump. It, like you still to me, that's like the Trump? least the like, least Christian thing that you can do. 
since you didn't have this new spiritual awakening and all of that. Apparently, Trump supporters are really Christian, uh, according to a MAGA challenge uh, entry. I know that that they identify as Christian, but to me, hard Christians. That's the least Christian thing that you can do is support this man who supports separating, you know, um, little kids from their parents and locking them up in cages and having these concentration camps. And Yo, you ever try bringing that up to a, uh, a Trump supporter? No, because like, I don't... That shit funny as hell. I don't waste my time. They started, like, you know, looking for other shit. You talking about uh, separating families, but let's talk about what he's done for the country, though. Like, <laughs> separate families, fuck. Okay. <laughs> That's still, it's still him. Like, you can't separate... You know, the negative shit that he's done from the positive things that he's done. Like, yeah. that's... No. It's mm-hmm. still one and same. It's the same person and shit. And people just don't seem to, to understand that. Yeah. Okay. Enough for that. Because I don't want to give them any more space on my podcast. Okay. So, uh, before I forget, John Legend was voted Sexiest Man Alive. Thoughts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's... Uh, big ups to John Legend. Shit. He, he did it. He out here. <laughs> Shit. So is it um is it People Magazine I think that does this thing every year? Last year I believe was Idris Elba, and so now this year people are like what the fuck, um including Chrissy Teigen, uh, John Legend's wife. Um, that's that's disrespectful. You can't be his wife talking about so what the fuck. Well, let me say this: she didn't flat out say what the fuck, you know, but like but, she tweeted stuff that was like, okay, last yeah. year y'all chose Idris Elba, and she challenged Idris Elba to post a picture from '95, like John Legend did, because mm. John Legend posted a picture of himself from 1995, saying 1995 John Legend will be super confused by this right now, etc. So then she challenged Idris to post his picture from '95. He still looks fucking amazing. <laughs> so people were like, and she was like, sorry, John. You know, like I tried. <laughs> but like, you got to be out there like rocking for him hard. But she does. Because he won. She does. But everybody knows that she's like a big jokester. And you, know, of course she loves and supports him. Like she actually says something that says something like, I can officially say, you know, I'm married to the sexiest man alive. You know. But she's a jokester, you know. <laughs> to me, it would be unlike her to just ignore that. You know what I mean? And not acknowledge, like, oh, this was an interesting choice. Hey, he won, so shit. Because the nigga just look like Arthur. You know, right? Fist clenched and all and shit. <laughs> he won that shit, though. But John Legend is not ugly, of course, or anything like that. He's just not somebody who I would put in a category of sexy. He's cute. And he's very... He's cute. He's cute. He's very talented. But sexy, yeah. And then the picture kind of that they posted of him, he had his shirt like halfway open. He kind of looked like a dad. You when know? he coming out the water or some shit? Yeah. <laughs> he kind of like a dad. Oh, uh, you know? shit. I can see him coming out of the water playing a piano and shit. Talking well, shout about out to John Legend. <laughs> right. I think it's because we see him as like this super R&B soul artist or whatever. And not necessarily like a... Because like I don't consider like music soul child or... You know, anybody really like that in that category of music sexy, per se. I mean, ain't nobody talking about some, hey, I'm finna go uh, dick shorty down playing this John, <laughs> John Legend. Oh, God. <laughs> talking about some come here, girl. Nah, I mean, I don't imagine that shit happening. <laughs> but Get Lifted still still is a banger. I believe, I believe that's the name of the album, right? Like his very first one. Man, that shit was decent though. Exactly. So admit. I give him his props for that. But sexy, sexiest man alive. Soulful, probably. Yeah, exactly. Okay, moving on. Finally, 
Career Corner. Ugh. This is all about Jerome, aka Jeremy. Jeremy is currently a full-time student studying pre-med, and you want to be an orthopedic surgeon. Mm-hmm. Your father's a neurosurgeon. So tell me what it was like growing up rich. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this shit straight. No, I did not grow up rich. Okay. Um I definitely did not get a, a nearly the amount of perks that anyone would think that a neurosurgeon's son would get. Okay. Um, my dad wasn't, like, really, really there. Like, I know him. Yeah. I've seen him. Hung out with him. But we really didn't get close until, like, I got grown. Okay. So, even now, it's just like, yeah... That's my dad. You my dad now, but I don't know you like that. You know, kind of. You ain't. You wasn't there financially hmm. as much as everybody would think you would be as a neurosurgeon. But did he inspire you to pursue medicine? I would say it was more of a challenge. It's like, yo, if he did it, man, let me outdo this nigga real quick. <laughs> <laughs> type thing. Okay. Um, he definitely does offer, like you know. Advice at times, you know, dealing with the medical field, how to, you know, get through things. He definitely uh, offered up uh, tutelage as far as, like, you know, who to talk to. Okay. Networking and things like that. Like, his partner. I'm really close with his partner. Mm. So, his partner came to my wedding and everything. Uh, Just little stuff like that. Nothing really big. Now, before you started school for pre-med, were you ever in school for anything else? I feel like you were. Eh. First of all, y'all, I thought Jeremy was a student at UIC. He actually never attended. Never. He was just there. Oh, I forgot to mention, we met through a cult. And they had cult like tendencies. It definitely was. It definitely was. So my definition of a cult, guys, is basically when you are pressured to subscribe to groupthink. And when you disagree with the group, you are seen as an outsider and probably outcast. So, if that's the definition that we're going off of, it was definitely cult esque. Yes, I will. I will give that much. But long story short, that's how I met Jeremy through this Christian group or whatever. And yeah, and I thought he was a student the whole time. Nigga never took a class at UIC. So I was working with the campus ministry as a student. Okay. Wait, what? Yes. Because <laughs> um, would you like someone to come and reach out to you and they like fucking 34 talking about some, hey, you should join this campus ministry. No, I would not. You wouldn't trust them because it'd be like, why the fuck is your own ass okay. talking to me about Have you ever studied things? anything other than pre-med? Uh, no, actually. Uh, what made I'm you interested in student. orthopedics in particular? Orthopedics in particular, only because you have a steady patient, you have a steady flow of patients. Mm. Your patients are either old people mm-hmm. or athletes. Never that, mm. it's very rare that you get that influx in between. Okay. And there's uh, very little need for, uh, I mean, very little attention needed towards uh, malpractice insurance because it's bones. It's nothing really life threatening. Mm. Okay. Like you, gotcha. from my perspective, well, now, there's probably a couple of orthopedic surgeons out there like, fuck that. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. 
But is there anything, any advice for anybody who's considering pursuing uh, pre-med or medicine? Never let anybody tell you that you're not, you know, good enough to go into medicine. Hmm. If it's your passion to go into medicine, go into that shit. Don't let a professor weed you out. I don't believe in weeding out in college culture. That's bullshit. Weeding don't, out? Yes. What does that mean? Weeding out is when they make a class so fucking hard to the point where they knock off a odd percentage of you know students out of the class. Mm. Early on, just to you know, say that you're not you're not you know prepared for medical, the mm. uh, medical field, okay. and like I'm in a weed out class now. Gotcha. This motherfucker started the class and was just like, "Hey, look, only ten percent get A's, mm. ten out of a classroom of like ninety. Wow. And okay. then like you know, midterms came up. Everybody you know dropped the class that was gonna drop the class." My hard-headed ass stuck through it. <laughs> and he's just like, okay, so usually I don't say this, but those that pass my fa- on my final pass my class. Mm. So it was like, you know, information that was privy to everyone after midterms definitely helped them to, you know, stay in the class and everything or feel better in this second half of the class. But in the beginning, he was just like, yo, it's hard as shit. You know, I fail people, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Definitely trying to scare the fuck out of people. Okay. And then, like, this class isn't easy by far. Like, the last test we had, hell, I think only three people got, like, A's. Mm. Everybody else failed. So then he had to offer a goddamn reassessment just to give us extra points. Mm. Like, weed out culture is terrible with college students. And I hate that shit because if you go into college knowing, hey, this is what I want to do and they have to change your uh your career preference just because of, you know, mm. some shit or a bad experience with a class. Yeah. Some people may say, "Well, hell, did you ever really want to do it then?" But my thing is this, if I'm paying for you to, you know, teach me how to do this, then teach me how to do it. Don't change my mind on it. Mm. Interesting. A whole another conversation about the medical field. Oh yeah. So, thank you, Jeremy, for coming on to read the MF Book podcast. Um, prayers up that you will not be weeded out, and we will be calling you Doctor Tony in a short while. So, I'm doing something new, guys. This uh, I want Jeremy to pull a card from the Book of Awakening by Mark Nepo. Inspiration cards. Uh, so Jeremy's going to pull a card and he's going to read it. See what it says. Twenty twenty. Oh, I should do it. Eh, okay. Whatever. Just, yeah. mm, gotta be difficult going in the middle of the group. Read the other part first. The rarity of life. The rarity of life. What does it say? There is a Buddhist precept that asks us to be mindful of how rare it is to find ourselves in human form on earth. It is really a beautiful view of life that offers us the chance to feel enormous enormous appreciation for the fact that we are here as individual spirits filled with consciousness, drinking water, and chopping wood. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thanks so much, Jeremy. Uh, uh, is this your first podcast? 
Definitely, but I do have one thing to ask you before you go. <laughs> like, I've been holding this in my, oh my back God. pocket. Okay, I'm nervous. Knowing that you're an avid Drake fan. Okay. How do you feel about him getting booed on the stage? Thank you, thank you. <laughs> because I forgot to talk about this last time. So you motherfuckers about to hear this. <laughs> you motherfuckers um, about to hear this. Flognaw, I think is the name of the festival. Who the fuck do y'all think y'all are? <laughs> <laughs> Booing. Arby Graham. Okay. Um, I understand that y'all were expecting Frank. And uh, it wasn't his crowd, per se, whatever. But you guys were not promised Frank. You were promised a surprise guest. And when that surprise guest is motherfucking Arby Graham, Mr. Arby motherfucking Champagne Poppy Graham, Wheelchair Jimmy, how dare you? Wheelchair Jimmy. How dare you? Boo. Fuck. Arby Graham. I, I, I mean, I thought it was super disrespectful. I mean, I don't think I've ever booed an artist in my life. If anything, I might just leave. You know what I mean? If I'm not enjoying the show. I know that it wasn't his crowd, whatever. Y'all a bunch of fucking skaters. I don't know. You know? And a bunch of fucking skaters. You, you wanted... It's um, terrible. No, I mean, whatever. That's... <laughs> I don't know anything about Ken Flognaw. Let me just say that. So this is all assumptions, and this is all based off what I saw online. But I guess you guys were expecting Frank Ocean, even though we ain't seen him in like five years. And what's his name? Tyler, the creator, said he's going to give you guys a surprise guest. And you guys just had it deep down in your hearts that the surprise guest was going to be Frank Ocean. And it wasn't. And I'm you, sorry. You my man. I'm sorry. I would take Frank, uh, performance from Frank over Drake. Like, Mm-mm. hard as shit. I'm what? sorry. What? I fucks with Frank. <clears throat> so now we're going to have to end this podcast because <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to move Jeremy ass. Because huh. I don't understand. What do you mean? Yo, like. What? Why? Okay, first of all, the only song that I know and like by Frank Ocean is, um, what's that? A tornado flew around my room before. Really? Yes. This is why you're having this issue. Okay, so Pink Matter and all that other shit, you know, I tried to give it a try and I was just like, no. Don't, don't knock Pink Matter. No. Like. The other songs that people Don't knock Pink Matter. Don't knock, you know, Bad Religion. No. Bad bad Religion was cool. But why on earth would you prefer a performance from Frank Ocean over Drake? Because, one. That wasn't Drake's, like, speaking from their perspective, that wasn't Drake's crowd. Uh Uh-huh, we said that. But, me personally, like, what has Drake been doing? Like, like, you gave me an album, I'm sorry, two songs for, uh, you know, the the finals. Other than that, like... What you been doing lately? When the last time Frank Ocean put out something? Don't come at Frank, though. Frank Mm -hmm. is the truth. Like, you know, I just feel like people have this tendency to like identify as weird. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And I'm so weird. No one understands me. No one gets me, you know, and all this other shit. And so they like flock to, you know, an artist like Frank Ocean. And then y'all get into y'all little weird fucking click. And y'all like, oh, we're so weird, you know, with all of your golf and emo shit. And you want to fucking shave people like Drake. Why? Like, again. It's just nothing. Like, what can Drake offer me right now? Oh. But then again, this is coming from a avid uh, Pusha T fan. So uh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. To so Drake. nothing else to be said because 
Yeah, you're not on the right side of history. Right side of history? <laughs> you got to admit, Drake uh, caught all the L's in the world. That's fine. Like, how can you How can you stay That's like, such a strong supporter of a person who hid his son from the world? Well, first of all, everybody, we all know this world is fucking evil. And the minute... <laughs> no, it's true. That's why a lot of kids, I mean, for example, we ain't never seen Carrie Washington kids. She got two of them. But we know they exist. Yeah. Okay, but we didn't know about her having, like, her second child until, like, a year later as well. I mean, but we still know that exists. Because, like you said, you don't put your life online for consumption. His son ain't for consumption, okay? Nah, Drake was hiding that kid. I don't know about that. I think maybe it was, like, a privacy thing. Even if he was, I'm sure it was for his own personal reasons or whatever. I'm just saying, People dude, are very mean. As soon as you, you post something online, they going in. Especially on a baby. You wasn't nobody finna go in on no damn Drake's baby. Yes, they would. As, as much as and people then, love Drake, the same way with Trey Sons. Everybody like, oh, the baby cute, blah blah. But everybody like, who the baby mama? Who the baby mama? Did y'all find out who the baby mama is? Like, come on now. That's just messy, motherfuckers. Like, and that's exactly what people would be doing. You don't think it would be a million messy people trying to find out who Drake's baby mama was? It's gonna be messy people and everything that he do in life. But would it be in Drake in particular? Like, he could have gone ahead and just let that damn child be known. I think it's his child, his decision. J. Cole didn't hide it. I mean, we know that Drake is having kids, but we still ain't never seen his kids. So? so but he ain't hide it. Yeah. It's yeah. the hiding part. He kind of said something in his song about it. And then also, there's this song, shit, what was that song that Drake did where he said something? Only love my bed and my mommy. My bed is his son's name. Okay. Really? Yes. <laughs> I only left my bed and my mommy. That's period. terrible. No. Period. All I'm saying is just <laughs> definitely you shouldn't have picked a ball with fucking Pusha and then expect that shit not to have kind of came out the way it did. Well, I mean, it is what it is. But again, shout out to Pusha T. Um, on that note. Shout out to Drake. Shout out to Meek. You feel me? Shout out to, um, what's that nigga name from the South that told him not to respond to Pusha T? Shit, I don't know. Pilar Sanders, boo. Okay, y'all. Thanks for listening to Read It in My Book Podcast. Until next time, please um, like, share, leave a comment, subscribe, and leave a review. I would greatly appreciate it.